it's a combination of all of the above because you need mm-hmm. the education to understand sure. all those divisions. Yeah. And then you kind of need the experience, I think, of understanding the city. Mm-hmm. And then you also need kind of the, I guess maybe the spine. Is that yes. a good way yeah, of yeah, saying yeah. it? For sure. Because if you don't totally understand something, you could give in to the pressures of mm-hmm. somebody trying to accomplish something else. Bridge the city, whoa, whoa. Bridge the city, yeah. Bridge the city, yeah. Gotta bridge the city, the city. Bridge the city, whoa, whoa. Bridge the city, yeah. Bridge the city, yeah. Gotta bridge the city. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge the other people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. I am your host, Sam Woods, and today we have another election special, this time featuring the comptroller position and candidate for comptroller, Aicha Sava. So if you're like me and don't know a lot about what the office of the comptroller does here in Milwaukee, and you missed our earlier episode on with Alex Brower, who's also running for comptroller, this is the episode for you. Aicha and I go deep into what the office does. The primary election for this race is on Tuesday, February 18th, but if you're listening to this after February 18th, there's a follow-up election on April 7th that will ultimately fill the position of comptroller. Whether you're listening to this before or after February 18th, make sure to check out myvote.we.gov. That's myvote.wi.gov. It's something we plug almost every election special here at Bridge City, and the reason is because they make it easy there to figure out if you are registered to vote, where your polling place is, and what's on your ballot great resource take advantage of it again myvote.we.gov myvote.wi.gov a little bit of podcast housekeeping you can support us by liking and subscribing the podcast wherever you find us on social media or where from wherever you get your podcasts um, you can also support us financially um, on patreon you know the spiel by now our patreon supporters help keep us on the air at 104.1 river west radio um, as well as investing in new equipment that help us sound a little bit cleaner and clearer in your ears so it's $4.14 a month. If you like what we're doing, please consider supporting us. So while you're doing that, and of course, visiting myvote.we.gov to find out how where to vote and what else is on your ballot, I'll let Aicha Sava take it away. My name is Aicha Sava. And I actually was born in Milwaukee, raised in the Milwaukee area. I'm running for city comptroller. I am the deputy comptroller. I started at the city in the office 10 years ago as an auditor, and I worked my way up Mm -hmm. through audit manager up to the accounting director. And then three years ago, our current elected comptroller, Martin Manson, uh, appointed me as his deputy, and I've been serving in that role for three years right now. Very cool. And we will get into your current role. We'll get into the role you're running for. We'll get into that, all that in a second. But I do want to take a moment, um, back up a little bit. So you've lived a full life before this campaign, right? Your parents immigrated from Turkey, or at least your dad did, right? Both. both. So both parents immigrated from Turkey, uh, met and were married in New York. Um, but then uh, you grew up here. You grew up in Milwaukee, correct? All that yes. correct. Good. Um, and your dad was statistics professor at UWM, right? Yes. So, and your brother is also an accountant, I want to say. Finance. Finance, finance. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is that numbers obviously run in the family. Math obviously runs in the family. Um, and so I'm curious, when you were growing up, was uh, was math as difficult for you as the rest of us or was it did it just kind of come easy just because of I don't know your your environment you were growing up in I will say that maybe not coming easy mm-hmm. but it was a very quantitative family yeah. like you described 
we had a lot of at-home emphasis on math as well. And my father was really into always, you know, reviewing all the math concepts we were learning, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was elementary school, middle school, high school, he would always review whatever concept it was the night before, you know, remember in elementary school, we had like those chapter tests. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so he would Still always review. <laughs> I know, right? So we would always review concepts. I mean, I was, I mean, my father, obviously, being a professor was so dorky slash nerdy mm-hmm. that my dad actually you remember in algebra f of x yeah you know for sure. when you did all that he actually did the proof of f of x for me the night before the exam and it's wow. like okay great i really age? care wait yeah <laughs> it's like how does f of x like what does that actually mean? yeah and he uh, i remember the entire proof for me <laughs> that's funny i remember <clears throat> i remember my teacher just saying yeah oh, instead of y we're gonna say f of x now and i was like okay that's yeah, that's good enough I know, for me right? <laughs> So I remember that day specifically. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't know if I would say it comes easily. I mean, it, obviously, I mm-hmm. pretty much always did well in math. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a very... But my father was actually focused on ev- all parts of education. So mm-hmm. reading, writing, and math and science. And interestingly enough... Yeah. Um, I didn't mean to accuse him of pigeonholing you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was actually going to make a relation that... Actually, you do need to be pretty good at reading and writing, too, sure. for everything we do within our office and the yeah. comptroller. It's yeah. not just looking at the numbers. So. That, that makes sense. And that's something that, yeah, I kind of didn't didn't assume, but it made, but it made sense. Yeah. Um, okay, now here's the, uh, <laughs> here's the promised serious stuff. Um, you are currently the deputy comptroller yes. um, running for comptroller of the city of Milwaukee, right? So can you explain what the difference, both what a comptroller is first, and then what a deputy comptroller is and like everything that's covered in that office, I guess. Sure. (laughs) This is kind of a big question, but. No, yeah. yeah. So the comptroller is the chief financial officer of the city. Okay. What does the chief financial officer mean? In a maybe more layman's terms, you Mm -hmm. could also call it the chief accountant. Sure. The comptroller also is kind of the fiscal watchdog of the city. So I guess diving into the comptroller's office. So we have eight divisions. One is system support. So they kind of do, they're kind of like the accounting systems analyst support for the complex financial system that the city has. General accounting. So they do all the accounting transactions. They look over things from other departments and then they do the actual financial reporting. And then the next division we have is revenue and cost, which is really the grants division. So the city gets over $90 million in grants. And so they do a lot of the fiscal monitoring because there's a lot of compliance requirements mm-hmm. that are required, um, you know, for to be in compliance with the federal laws and then the state yeah. laws since we get grants from both, um, both levels of government. Sure. And then going back, we do the debt. Mm-hmm. So we do all the bond issuances. Um, so we have a couple people involved with that. Um, over next to them is financial services. So they do revenue estimates. They do independent analysis of uh, when we have tax incremental districts that mm-hmm. the mayor that the mayor's departments do. So they do independent analysis on that to look at the feasibility. Yeah, and then. Last but not least, back there, I'm, I'm doing it kind of geographically sure. yeah. on how it's located However, in City Hall. whatever makes most sense yeah. to you is probably how it makes most sense to say it. Yeah. <laughs> and then internal audit is back there. And internal yeah. audit plays a separate but uh, pretty important role by auditing the mayor's departments, mm-hmm. the treasury. Uh, they look at 
um, the different risks that the city faces and come up with an audit plan and execute those audits. So those are financial audits, programmatic audits, compliance mm -hmm. audits, and also they run the fraud hotline, which is all anonymous. And then last but not least, and probably most important for uh, city employees yeah. is payroll. Sure. <laughs> so uh, our office important. also does, yeah, payroll for the whole city. So I guess in a nutshell, that's um, those are all the different areas of the of the office. It's about sixty people, and you know everyone is, you know, doing all their kind of specialty accounting mm -hmm. and all those different areas. And then I guess getting to my role and the comptroller's role. So as deputy, mm -hmm. I kind of oversee the office alongside the comptroller. Yeah. I work on special projects and um, I sit in place at certain boards uh, for the comptroller. And the comptroller also sits on those boards as well. Um, and one of the biggest thing the comptroller, the biggest committee the comptroller probably sits on in an advisory role is the finance and personnel committee mm -hmm. of the common council. So that's all the aldermen. And uh, they provide advice or people ask questions related to, you know, certain accounting or financial things that are being passed maybe that day or anything else that might be going on sure. in the city. Yeah. <laughs> Natural place for the comptroller to be. <laughs> yeah. And the comptroller sits on other boards around the community and, um, you know, provides their insight sure. or however. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, there's actually a whole list of them. Sure. Yeah. So very, very simple office. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm obviously kidding. There's a lot going on. Right. So Correct. it's not just the, the office of the comptroller is not just the comptroller and the deputy comptroller. Right. There's a, no, it's 60 people. Yeah. 60 people. Okay. So I was going to ask that. Yeah, so 60 person yeah. staff as the, um, as a comptroller, mm -hmm. um, are you in charge of hiring that staff? Um, and is there like a whole new 60 person staff with every new comptroller or no. is there, okay. So those are just city employees. They're that city are, employees. Yeah. Um, once they're all under, I mean, most of them are under, you know, city service commission. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're protected city employees. They are, yeah, hired, yeah, by us. And then you know, the division manager within each of those divisions they listed hire their staff mm -hmm. and, you know, okay. do the regular recruiting process that the HR department does. Sure. So uh, does so would it be fair to say that the a new comptroller coming in, their power uh, comes from being able to, like, set the, 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 the vision or the direction of the office? Or, like, what – I guess what I'm asking is – and it's a, it's a question that I ask um, – a lot on these election specials, um, especially for an office like Comptroller, where a mm -hmm. lot of people would just go like, "Oh, well, what is that?" Is that if I see uh, if I see Comptroller on my ballot and I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. and I feel just you know ignorant or um, ill-informed about it, so I don't want to vote for something I'm not informed about. What are the consequences of you know like giving up that power, or giving up that um, like not really caring who's Comptroller, just letting anyone do it? Sure, and I think I think the I think the main consequence is really the having the the credentials to be a good CFO and mm -hmm. have that experience, education, you know, maybe being a CPA like I am. Mm -hmm. It's really about understanding what each division is doing because, you know, part of part of the big role of the comptroller is to have that independent financial viewpoint. And you're voicing that when you write the reports, when you write the audit reports, and you're speaking at committees, so, or you're speaking to other elected leaders and whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. you really have to understand what you're doing. And you have to also be able to act 
um, with integrity. And sometimes, you know, this is a political environment. It is a pretty large city. Mm -hmm. And there's a total of 19 elected officials. And other elected officials may try to pressure you into doing something, not Mm. doing something, getting you to say something, you know, just trying to do something, right? Because everybody has... Everybody's trying has to agenda, get to right. the, yeah. has their own agenda to make Milwaukee better in their own sure. way. Their own vision, right. So, and the, so there, uh, you have to really understand everything and know what you're doing in order to say yes, no, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the case may be. So I guess I would say that by not voting, there's a chance you could leave it up to somebody that might not be ethical or that mm-hmm. might try to push something through that really shouldn't be or sure. might want to hide a report or not really expose it because, you know, some department is saying, well, we don't want you to expose this negative thing that you found in your audit, Yeah, which really needs right. to be for the decision makers, mm-hmm. which are the policy makers. Yeah. So is the... I guess, what is the relationship between the Office of the Comptroller and, I don't know, the other elected officials? So Common Council, I guess, for example, would probably be the biggest yeah, like, I mean, body you're working with all the time. Sure. I think that... And I guess when I say, like, what is the relationship, not like, is it good or bad, but do you have... Um, would you say it's more like the Office of the Comptroller has, like, an advisory role or, like, a uh, active role? So, like, do you, do you go to the Common Council or do you go to a certain elected saying, like, hey, I think you should consider funding this project this way? Or do you say, like, if you want to have this project happen, this is how you do it? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's I guess it's kind of half. It's, it's advisory, mm-hmm. but then they take that advice to heart well, sure. if they decide to. Yeah. It's kind of in their court <laughs> right now, which I imagine, like, it probably happens like, more often than not. They're just taking they're taking that advice to heart. They kind of treat that office as a I think case dep- by case. I think, yeah, I'm not I asking think you to case, call anyone out. Yes, That's not no, what I, I mean. think it's case um, by case. Yeah. I think it's okay. case by case, okay. and it depends on what the issue is, gotcha. and it depends on maybe how much of a hot potato the issue is. Yeah, that's 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 fair. usually that's usually a big driver. Gotcha. Um, and so you mentioned that um, you know past experience matters in a for for a controller, right? For a city mm-hmm. controller. Um, what, I mean, I imagine deputy controller is a, is pretty good experience <laughs> as yeah. for, to have on your resume for this job, but what kind of beyond like things that you can put on a resume, like what like type of person excels in this role? I think that, I think it's a combination of understanding, understanding the office, understanding the city, understanding all the accounting and finance and audit mm-hmm. um, techniques and it, you know, all of the rules, all of that, plus kind of understanding everything at the city and being able to kind of put all of that together and actually figure out what is correct mm-hmm. or or what you believe is most right and actually standing up for it sure. and saying that. So it's, it's a combination of all of the above because you need mm-hmm. the education to understand sure. all those divisions. Yeah. And then... You kind of need the experience, I think, of understanding the city. Mm-hmm. And then you also need kind of the, I guess maybe the spine. Is that yes, a good way yeah, of yeah, saying yeah. it? For sure. Because if you don't totally understand something, you could give in to the pressures of mm-hmm. somebody trying to accomplish something else. Right. Or even way. if you do understand it, you can you can give in to those pressures, I imagine. Especially yeah. if it's you know like being written about in the papers and like this, this Alderman's really... I keep saying aldermen, but whoever is like really popular and they're saying, mm. we want to do this. But then you're saying like, it's not really possible. Like uh, yeah. stick up for, you know, your, your truth, I guess. What kind of past experience do you have? Um, something about you that, um, 
you believe makes you, this this role a right fit for you? Sure. So when I went to college, I majored in accounting. Good start. <laughs> <laughs> I majored in accounting and management. And then, so I had the 150 credits uh, right off the bat mm-hmm. in order to sit for the CPA exam later. Mm-hmm. And after school, I actually uh, started working at the Department of Transportation in Madison, the state department. Department of Transportation, and I was an auditor there, okay. and I audited, I audited um, firms that the government outsourced to, mm-hmm. but also did uh, desk reviews of transportation aids. Um, so I kind of started my state slash municipal accounting experience there, and later I went to uh, Baker Tilly Virchow Kraus, and I was an auditor. Uh, what I was previously mentioning to you about the financial auditors that mm-hmm. we have every year, so. I actually was doing those audits of municipal governments all around the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Yeah. And then when I and then I obviously came to the city of Milwaukee to the comptroller's office and I started off an internal audit. So I actually kind of had a view of every aspect of state and local government and then all the accounting and audit that goes along with it. So so I guess I had the education plus the experience and then I um, during that time, I did the CPA exams, mm-hmm. and then I also did the certified internal audit exams. So kind of I had the whole, at that point, I had both the certifications mm-hmm. and all of the kind of accounting and finance experience. So I guess in essence, I um, I gained all of that. And then as I kind of made my way through the office and was promoted up to management, um, especially when I was audit manager, I was able to turn and formalize certain audit processes, present all mm-hmm. the audits and kind of talk to different people throughout the city. So that really kind of um, helped me, I guess, that really kind of jump-started me uh, explaining and, you know, kind of promoting like our office and telling people like, you know, this this area is risky and this is why you need to do this recommendation mm-hmm. to make your operations better, et cetera, et cetera. So it kind of, I guess that's kind of how it jump started. And that's what I think really, it kind of gave me the experience of sure. uh, talking to different electeds and different leaders within the city. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was able to, I guess, strengthen my abilities that way. Yeah. Is there... Um I don't know. This question may have never been asked about uh, an accountant or a, or a comptroller before, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, we're possibly making history here, but um, do you have any um, uh, comptrollers or or, or or public accountants that you um, kind of admire that you aspire to follow in the footsteps of? Maybe a mentor of yours. Maybe like a you know Milwaukee's comptroller in like 2003 was like really great for for some reason. Like I'm not really familiar with the you know the Hall of Fame of sure. comptrollers and accountants, but sure. I mean, I think I look up to the current comptroller and the past comptroller. Okay. I actually started under the past comptroller Wally Morix. Mm-hmm. He was the comptroller for 20 years. Wow. And is that usual that comptrollers stay for? You know, decades or is I think, it kind of I think it was I yeah. mean once I mean once you're kind of in that role it's mm-hmm. a and it's you'll be and keep... he was very well respected yeah so he was a great comptroller and then I also you know respect our current comptroller my mm-hmm. boss and they both endorsed me so well, it naturally <laughs> that's <great> yeah <laughs> and honestly I think one of the I guess one of the things I would admire is really being able to um I think it's really the the respect that um, 
past comptrollers and deputy comptrollers I've worked for, the respect that they have from other officials around the city. Mm-hmm. So either, you know, appointed officials that are in the mayor's cabinet or, you know, the mayor's office, other electeds as well, because that really says a lot about it really says a lot about how the comptroller or deputy runs the office and also you know, kind of presents themselves externally to other officials and, you know, what they are trying to do for the city from a financial perspective. All right. Last question. You know, this podcast is not only about here's a bunch of great information about your um, your your office of the comptroller, but anything we've talked about today or just like civic engagement broadly, what what would you uh, advise our our listeners to to do in order to get involved? with? Sure. Well, first of all, by audit standards and transparency since everyone always likes to use that as mm-hmm. a buzzword actually all of our reports and financial statements are published on the okay. website yeah i will add there are you know since there are people that like to yell and scream about mm-hmm. how this audit wasn't done or this hasn't yep. been done or why is this or why is that mm-hmm. they're on the website wonderful the audit plans are on the website. Um, you know, you can always contact people if you have questions on why something is not on the website. Mm-hmm. You know, our office is actually kind of open, just like all the other ones. You can come yeah. in 8 to 4, whatever, yeah. 8 to 4.45. About the audits on the website, sorry to interrupt really no, quick, but no, I'm, I'm curious. I, I confess I haven't looked at any of these audits uh, on the website, right? But yeah. I'm, I'm curious, are they, would you say they're accessible to someone who doesn't have an accounting background? Um, I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. They're written in a way for um, they're written in a way for lay people to lay people to understand, but also, I mean, technically, if you if you really read it, you would kind of see you would understand it as well. Um, the only audits that are not on their website are IT audits for security purposes, gotcha. which makes sense. Sure. And uh, the fraud hotline, you can do mm-hmm. fraud hotline inquiries or, you know, or complaints on there. Right. So there's actually a lot more than people than people may realize. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of the websites are kind of um, up there and pretty transparent. Sure. And actually, additionally, I think ITMD had an initiative where um, it's called Open Data. It's like an open data project for municipal mm-hmm. governments across the nation. So they have like, like just droves of information from each department on there. Yeah. Um, but another way I guess you could get involved is is to kind of keep looking at all of that. And I guess you know instead of just saying, hey, like the controller doesn't do anything or they're mm-hmm. not transparent at all or they don't, you know, we're kind of out there. I have my own. Um, ideas on how to make it actually more transparent to sure. the community. I think there's a little bit more outreach and yeah. other things that can be t- done. Feel free to talk about those ideas as well. I yeah, I mean, I'm kind of working on them in the background. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe some financial tidbits or financial blasts that could be sent out to okay. the community. I mean, everybody everybody always remembers who the treasurer is mm-hmm. and the treasurer's name because they send out your tax bills. Yeah. So, make sure and then everyone those. knows the mayor's name, not of junk course. Mails. But people always remember that. And I think that there is um, more relevant information that can be uh, that can be communicated to the public. But I guess on top of that, um, my website is the best way to probably learn more about me. And we also Mm -hmm. have a Facebook page. But my website is ichasavacpa.com. And uh, there's a lot of uh, great information about kind of what I've done. And... um, 
I really think that, you know, one of the biggest things for the comptroller's office is that you really, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about voting, mm-hmm. you really want someone that, you know, will be able to act, you know, with integrity and ethics, like sure. in the most trying situations. Yeah. And as we, you know, know through all the newspapers and everything going on right now, you know, we have some pretty tight budgets and we have some looming, yeah. you know, financial crises kind of mm-hmm. coming down the line. So you really want someone that actually knows what they're doing and won't just say something just to appease someone right. for, you know, that short term. Thank you so much for listening to Bridge the City. Thank you to Aisha Saba for taking some time out of her busy campaign schedule to speak with us. And thank you also to the 707 Hub at Marquette University for letting us use their space to record this episode. We are about to begin what will end up being a long election season here in 2020. Please stay tuned to Bridge the City for ways to learn more about the candidates and to get informed. And of course, please vote this February 18th. Or if you're listening to this after February 18th, make sure mark your calendar for April 7th. There's a lot on the ballot February 18th and April 7th. Depending on where you live, things like Milwaukee, Milwaukee County Circuit Court Judge, Milwaukee County Executive, Milwaukee County Supervisor, Milwaukee Mayor, Comptroller, City Attorney, and a variety of aldermanic districts, and of course, Wisconsin State Supreme Court are on your ballot. To get it all sorted out, figure out who's on your ballot, where you should vote, and if you're even registered, again, go to myvote.we.gov. So go visit myvote.we.gov, vote, get engaged, and let us know how you are helping bridge the city.